Good morning. How you guys doing? It's Dr. D with the Boom Factor. And uh, I am doing marvelous today. Um, kind of had a little crash, I think, uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, to be honest with you guys, I can't believe it's Friday already. I lost track of days. But um, my medicine had came in for my thyroid, and that's going to help with my voice. Uh, the and God is so good because this time now before when I was trying to get this last year around the end of September and October they were trying to get me to pay for it right which I could have paid for it but uh, because of the type of insurance that's on the 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 what is that the Harris County Gold Call Insurance you know. Houston, we have our own insurance. You know, Texas and different cities, they have what you call a financial aid assistance health insurance, even though when individuals didn't qualify for the marketplace insurance, if they applied for Harris County health insurance, um, you were still able to go see the doctor or whatever. Well, I am good to 2024, which is excellent. However, it is a challenge to get an appointment with your doctor because when you set that appointment, uh, it's usually like three months out, and please don't miss that appointment. Well, the last two appointments, the first one I had to reschedule, and the second one I went to, and they tried to, well, not tried, they stated because of my income, I went to the program something where my copay I knew of was $95. Okay, I didn't I didn't um fought against that because with that I get my lab test, everything that I need to do on that test that doctor's visit day is qualified for me making payment. So I can get all of this done even if I have to come back because I had an appointment that day all my lab tests and everything would be qualified underneath that visit. When I went to the regular doctor, I had to pay her, and that was like two years of uh, 2017, the end of 2017, when I was, well, no, 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 no. The beginning, it was right before Hurricane Harvey, because I was ready to go on my mission trip. If you guys follow me from then, I was ready to go on my mission trip, and I was so sick, I'm telling you guys, the symptoms and stuff that they say that this COVID has, I had it in 2017. I mean, I was so sick to the point where my children was trying to take me to the hospital and they had something going on in the hospital. I couldn't even get in the in the emergency room, but I fought it off and they had me in the bay for almost three weeks. And I'm telling you, the aches, the pain, the fever, I didn't have no taste. I mean... Everything, muscles, everything that they say this COVID-19 is, I had it in 2017, you guys. So I don't know what's going on with this COVID-19 stuff, but I'm telling you, they're making it a very hype, hype thing for, and it's, it's worse now because... I mean, people can contract it and don't even know they have it to after the fact. It's not even noticeable. 
or you, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, I'm not going to drift off because I want to share with you guys some kind of help uh, about your blood type that will help you uh, to f- to show you where you are because of your black your blood type. And if you know what kind of blood type you you are, then you can um, better equip yourself with your immune system. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna show y'all. This coming straight from YouTube from one of um what's his name? Um Brian Boxer. Uh he deal with biology and anatomy and neuroscience genetic stuff. Okay. And so I told y'all I'm gonna be searching out stuff and posting things that that's going to um help you be more aware on how to take care of yourself because right now whatever they're doing with the government and everything is political now they we just lost in the cracks so you're gonna have to take your life back you guys you're gonna have to take your life back you're gonna have to take your world back and you're gonna have to really rely on god above to really guide you in the situation what's facing right now in the world because right now it's all it's becoming political um, I even, I'm listening to the president and how he just throwing out numbers. He said, well, you know, um, we got to get the economy back open because, look, we didn't give $325 billion to the small businesses, so they should be able to open up and do what they need to do, and we didn't give here to this and that. So he felt like just because he didn't sign it down the line and the numbers, the money that he didn't signed off, then reach the people. Now he feel that okay, everybody should be able to kind of get back in sync, you know, do it slowly. But hey, we're gonna open the economy back up. Well, it's not that easy because that money did not trickle down to the real people where it need to trickle down to. Point blank. I feel like this here. If you signed that bill, you signed and created that CARES Act, and I have the document. The 335-page document where it's specifically stated for the self-employed, independent contractors, uh, sole priorities, and small businesses underneath 500 employees. Well, yeah, a store boss can uh, request 20, 30, 40 million dollars if they have one store with what 100 employees throughout that month. Okay, so that's how they got their hand. The big name corporations got a hand to that money, but mine's mine's still pending, you guys. My small business as a self-employed person, um, they just sent me another email talking about that my my application is still in queue, it's still pending, and as they come first come first serve, so as soon as it get to me, they will they will send me an alert. Well, I'm just gonna trust God that He gonna make sure that minds get alert because my business is that's my livelihood. This is what I'm living off of right now, or what what I'm doing with my business. I have no other income coming in from a job. Nothing. Even unemployment. I don't even have the unemployment. I have the confirmation, but they kicked me out. I got to start all over again. Okay? So, during this time, back then, I went off on a rant. 
I wasn't able to, um, the doctor, she wanted to charge me $175. That was just her visit. For me to go do labs, the last was $307 per lab, but she wanted me to, uh, they was going to do full segment, what, full two? So four times the lab, I think the lab was a hundred and the lady to me $125 just to go in plus the lab work. So the lab work would have came up to my almost $3,000. I said, y'all must be losing your mind. So I walked out. So I tried again. And last year, around September, October, I, my mind, hey, I already got my thing. They said $95. I went in there ready to go get checked. They told me 100 125 or 150 I can't even remember, but it was more than what I had. And I'll never forget that day because that's the day I just cried out right there in the health center. I cried out to God. I screamed, and I was like, I was just so fed up because I wasn't feeling good. So now, the same medicine that I had needed to get back then, I'm going to show you how good God is. I had went online just to update my health, um, screening and see what else they say because... I had an alert, and um, we can do like a chat or whatever. So I had tested them all. I put all my symptoms and everything what I was feeling back in March, because I, you know, when they had to stay at home order, uh, I still was trying to go to work, and I wasn't feeling good, but I still was pressing there. Then they canceled up the parking ride, so y'all know I was on, I was on the metro. They canceled the parking ride. Then they changed the shifts of the bus schedule. So then it caused me to have to catch a lift for Uber, which was going to cost me almost like $42 one way. I only made $11 an hour there. So my round trip ticket would have been almost like $80, maybe $90 a day for me to go in for four and a half hours. The devil is alive. He's not going to break me like that. So I just had to say, look, I'm, I, I just can't do it. I had got very distraught. I, I was very disappointed. I was hurt. I was anxiety. I felt myself getting a panic attack. It was like I was so overwhelmed where it shut my body down till I couldn't move for two, maybe three days up in my house. That's how um, that anxiety will cripple you. When you have all this stuff going on, and the only thing you're trying to think about, how you're going to do A, B, C, D, F, G. And if you don't have the Spirit of God in your life to really come and comfort you and say, daughter, it's going to be all right. I need you to breathe. I'm going to take care of you. I've taken care of you all this time. I'm going to take care of you. Now, this is what I'm going to need you to do. You may not like it, but, hey, we're going to do what's best for you. And what I see in the future, what I got for you. You got to let this go. You got to let... You know, he just started talking to me so calmly. I just thank God for the Holy Spirit. So with that, when I went back on my center, you guys, God is so good. All things work together, I'm telling you. I was able to get my prescription. Mainly, I knew I had needed that thyroid medicine. With, with the incident that happened in 2018. With the smoking here in in in. in uh, inhaling the smoke for that length of time or drive, uh, it it affected my esophagus in my and I knew it went to my lungs, where it was hard for me to breathe, and it started affecting my. As if you guys 
some of my regulars that uh, been with me for a while, you can even tell the difference in my voice. Okay, so it started affecting me. And one thing that on the nurse thing, it was stating that I have to maintain my thyroid because of my pre-existing condition, which I overcame cancer. Well, don't forget you guys, cancer, when you take that chemotherapy, it kills all your cells. And your body have to replenish those cells, right? So it even damaged my thyroid. It damaged my thyroid, my esophagus, and other parts of uh, my body that I don't even know yet. (laughs) But that was the main thing that it damaged. Okay? So I have to take this um, thyroid medicine, which I have not taken it for two years. I have to confess. So when I typed that in there, the nurse said, I'm surprised you're still able to talk, speak. So I began taking that, and I feel a difference, and you can hear a difference in my voice. It's like it's, it's getting back into alignment. I just can't, I, I'm, I'm not going to allow myself to get too excited, and I'm going to allow me to keep myself in balance and not overwork myself. So with all that said, I just wanted to share that with you. Um, I, I feel pretty good today. Uh, I have two appointments that I have to fulfill today, and I'm going to see if they're serious. You know, always, you know, people say, oh, I want you to do this, I want you to do that, but then when I give them a price and say, okay, now it's time for you to pay, then there's always something. So I don't even waste my time anymore. I'm not going to give out free information. Okay, I do that. If I do a live, if you need to do, if you need to find out anything about Dr. D, you can always go to YouTube, you guys. Okay, go to Boom Factor TV, or go to YouTube and just type in my name, Daniel Irvin, D-O-N-I-E-L, Irvin, E-R-V-I-N. Okay, and I shall come up. Anything about taxes, the publishing company, uh, Marionette Publishing, Urban Management Group, it should come up. And the video's right there. Now, the prices, yeah, my fees and payments or whatever, that probably have changed. But anything, any informal information you need is on the web. When people come in contact with me, they mean they're serious, they want to do their business, and we're going to get down to the business and get it done. We, at a point in our lifetime, all this dragging and playing patty cake is no more. And, and I've, I've dealt with individuals that are business-minded people, even in your personal affairs and your personal business and in your, your nonprofit corporations and things like that. Guess what? When you're serious, you're serious. How much? Okay, here go my paperwork. Tell me what else you need. Get it done. And just... Let me know what else you need. Call me, text me, email me. I don't have a problem dealing with people like that. But then you got some they want to pull on you. They want to keep asking you questions. They want to do that. And really the only thing they're doing is trying to pull enough information out of you where they won't have to pay you and go on. I had a customer like that, and he literally had came in and sit at that desk at Walmart with all his stuff spread out. And I was like, what are you doing? Oh, I want you to help me with this here. I said, no, sir, you got to go to McDonald's for that. I don't do no free tax returns. Nah, but I'm going to do this here. You just tell me if this here. I said, sir, I already been through this with you. You do this every year. 
I say, and all of that right there is bookkeeping. You're going to pay me for my bookkeeping because that's work right there. So I need you to get all your stuff up, go to McDonald's, spread all your stuff up, do all your figures or whatever, and if you're ready to do it, well, no, I'm going I'm to I'm send it all. <laughs> See what I'm saying, you guys? So I want you guys to um, really, really take your time. Keep your ears open. Take care of yourself. And when I see some new information, I'm going to plug it in and give it to you, okay? This lovely Friday with Dr. D. And the next episode, I'm going to share with you about what is your blood type? Do you know your blood type? How can this COVID-19 affect you with your blood type? Or how your blood type could really be that powerful immune system to bounce off and you won't be affected? by COVID-19. Hey. All right, you guys. Y'all be blessed. Much love to you. All right, you guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. I want you guys to um, get ready to learn some information about your blood type. Here we go. I wanted to talk a little bit more about this blood typing thing. And to do that, I want to draw it. Because how many of you understand blood types? Before we go into this blood typing paper, I need to explain blood types called ABO blood typing. So you have three blood groups you can be. So you can be A, everyone knows A. You can be B, you can be AB, or you can be O. And then with each of these, you can be positive or negative. This is called the RH factor or rhesus factor. These ones here are carbohydrates, these ones are proteins. We're kind of just going to be focused on the major blood groups. Blood typing is an example of a genetic feature called codominance. Codominance is when both partners dominate. Just as a, a background here, remember you get one chromosome from your mother, one chromosome chromosome from your father. So if we draw little chromosomes here, one from the mother, one from the father, let's say the A type here is green and the B type is orange. So this individual would then be AB. Boom. So that's what AB is. It One doesn't cancel out the other. This is what codominance is right there, uh, where they are both presented. So if we were to draw these red blood cells, they would have the A antigens, which I'm going to draw as little triangles or little, these are triangles, trust me. And then the B antigens are these little round blobs right here. So all these red blood cells, so this here is a red blood cell or I'll write RBC. This individual's blood all has these little antigens sticking off. Now, if we're talking about positive or negative, they would have a different protein sticking off as well. So either having the protein or not having a protein. And then the way this works now, this is a carbohydrate. So this is actually a, a little chain of carbohydrates right here. And the difference between A and B is like this little branching that occurs at the end. One has a branch and the other one might just go like this. I don't remember which one branches and which one doesn't branch right there. But let's say this one's A 
and this one's B, and then O, what makes O? So boom, boom, boom. This one has no branching. So imagine these as these little structures sticking off here. So these little branches represent an A group, a B group, or an O group. O is actually most common because it's the one that's been around the longest. And then A is second most common, and then B they think evolved later or in a different part of the world. So AB is actually the least common blood type. So now that's just a little bit about the genetics of this and how we test for it now. So again, you can read these different combinations and it represents this. So if you, so B type is gonna have these and then this one, A. Again, I'm drawing the antigens, then O has no antigens on it. So these are the four ways your red blood cells could come. Now, why do you accept one blood type and why do you not accept another blood type? What have we talked about a lot when talking, having these coronavirus discussions so far? Talked a lot about these things called antibodies. So when your body, let's say we're AB, if you were to make antibodies that would tag, remember an antibody has these components to it. I drew it backwards, but remember, this is an immunoglobulin, an IgG. These antibodies, these variable regions on these antibodies tag specifically to either the A or the B antigen. Remember, these are antigens right here. I should label this as the antigens that stick off the surface of your red blood cells. So these antibodies then label those antigens, and if they were to label them, it marks them for your immune system to come destroy them and eat them. In this case, it actually clumps them all together in a process called agglutination. So it actually just clumps them together. That's actually how they do this blood testing. So you would get a microscope slide, you would put your drop of blood on it, and then you put your anti-serum on it. So here, if you were A blood type and you dropped the anti-A serum on it, meaning it had the antibodies for the A type, it would cause it to clump. And that would be a positive result for A. If it clumped for both A and B, it would be a positive result for AB. If it clumped for B but not A, it would be a positive result for B. If it clumped or agglutinated, I'm saying clump, I'm meaning to say agglutinated, for neither A or B, that tells you it's O. So it stays as a solution and it doesn't get all clumpy. So that's how they do the blood typing test. And so you, they can do it really easily at a hospital. And they do it when, if they, you get blood, they do it real quick to confirm your blood type. So now, again, how does uh, how does this affect whether or not you get a certain, you can get or receive a certain blood? So O-type people have A and B antigens floating around in their systems. So at some point in their life, if they're, they came in contact with the A or the B antigen or someone else's blood, which is a high chance of that, their body would have produced these antibodies and have that memory response there waiting. So just like an infection. So it's just like you get a vaccine, there's had forms of memory cells for that initial infection. So in your blood, if an O-type person receives B, A, or AB blood, it agglutinates and has a negative reaction. So that's bad. So blood transfusion reactions that agglutinate aren't great. So O-type cannot receive any other blood. O-negative means it also can't receive O-positive. So O-negative can only receive O-negative blood. O-positive blood can receive O-positive and O-negative, but not AB or AB. There was a pause between those A and the B. O-negative, O-positive, these are called the universal, especially O-negative, donors. So if you're O-type, you can donate to anyone because 
your body is not going, well, those other people, there's nothing tagged. There's nothing on this O blood type. B type can receive O and B, but not A. A can receive O and A. AB can receive O, A, B, and AB. This is called the universal acceptor. Receives all the different blood types. So yeah, the HH uh, blood group also known as OH. Oh yeah, Bombay phenotype, yes. Okay, we can talk about the Bombay phenotype. I was wondering if that's what you're referring to. We can go down this rabbit hole. I like this rabbit hole because it's not specifically coronavirus, we're just learning about blood typing right now. To form this bond, this branch right here, here, let me circle this branch in pink. To form this branch requires something called compound H or the Bombay phenotype is what this is known as. So this is known as an epistatic trait or, so here, I'll write it out, epistasis. Epistasis is when one gene controls whether or not another gene is seen or not. So if compound H has a mutation, you never form this branch. So it doesn't matter if that person is carrying A or B. If that person is carrying A, you would expect to form this branch and that branch. But this enzyme here that was required to form that branch was never there. So that's what compound H is. Uh, so compound H is this enzyme. And this Bombay phenotype is when this is a mutated form. So this person is actually carrying the genetic information for the A or the B blood type, but they are O. So then when they have children, let's say that, let's draw out these chromosomes. Let's say they're just carrying, let's say when they, their partner does not have that compound H recessive gene in it, so they pass on one that now has it, this is still dominant because this gene over here has a correct compound H. So now that individual, that child is gonna be able to present A or B, but the father would be O or the mother would be O, which would be really weird and probably has been on the Maury show before. Your wife is O, you're O, and you have a baby that's A blood type or B blood type. What would you assume? If either of those happened, what would you assume? The two O parents, if you do this cross, you do it as little eyes, do your little Punnett square here, you would expect if each parent was O phenotype, all child, all children, all childs, all children should be O's. But if one of those child came out A, though this one would be A then too, that's a 50% chance of an A phenotype. The phenotype is what you see, but neither parent was A. That's because this parent right here had a recessive form of compound H, but still carried that A gene on one of the chromosomes, or even two. O is, I guess, kind of recessive. Uh, it, it can hide. So yeah, so if you, you could be heterozygous for O. You can carry the O gene. So yeah, the O would be the recessive form within a codominant trait. By the way, I wrote universal acceptor under the captions. So for COVID, there's this paper that came out and said, people who are A-type produce more symptoms. People who are O-type do not. So let's open up a new layer here. So if you are O-type, so O-type carries A and B antibodies. A-type carries B antibodies. B-type carries A antibodies and AB type work carries no 
antibodies for A or B. Now, how does this relate to COVID? What this paper suggests, so here, let's, let's hop into the paper. So this gave us a, I know some of you might not already know blood typing, but we had to go through this little talk here for you to understand the paper we're gonna go over. So this paper, this paper here, again, this is a preprint. This article is a preprint, has not been peer reviewed. What does that mean? It reports new medical research has yet to be evaluated, so it should not be used as a clinical guide. Remember that, what I, we're about to talk about, you don't go run around and make Facebook posts about it saying it's the truth. I understand O doesn't show symptoms, but not sure how it relates because O would react to A or B antigens, but O has no antigens. So how could COVID-19 appear as O to the immune system? Not necessarily that it appears as O, it's actually the opposite is happening here. It appears as A. So if it appears as A, O-type people would have A antigens or A antibodies that would attack those antigens. That's what they're saying here. So here, when we drew it over here, I, I won't switch directly to it. Uh, so O-type carries these A and B antibodies. And it's saying, whereas A-type only carries the B antibodies. So it's saying, these A antibodies are actually tagging the virus in reducing its symptomatic states. So this paper looked to investigate the relationship between ABO blood groups and COVID-19 susceptibility. It was conducted by comparing, stop popping up there, get away. The study was conducted by comparing the blood group distribution of 2,173 patients, quite a lot of patients with COVID-19 confirmed by SARS-CoV-2 tests from three hospitals, data were analyzed all from China, using one-way ANOVA and two-tailed, don't worry about the statistical means. A total of 1,700 patients, including 206 dead cases, another 113 and 285 patients with, so just, so just, just saying where the people came from. Main outcome, detection of ABO blood groups, infection occurrences, SARS-CoV-2 patient death. Oh, measures. Okay, so the ABO group in 3,700 normal people show a distribution of 32%, 94%, 9%, 30% 30% of normal people uh, for A, B, A, B, and O. So A was 32%, B was 24.9, A, B was 9. So like I said, A, B is usually the rarest blood type. O is then 33.8%, so the highest percent. O and A are pretty similar here. And then versus the distribution of 37, 26, 10, and 25, respectively, in the COVID patients. So the COVID patients, these are important percentages to look at here. 37% were A, 26% were B, 10% AB, and only 25% were O, whereas over here, 33% of the population of 3,700 normal people in the population were O. Okay, the proportion of blood group A and O in infected patients were significantly higher and lower respectively. So look at these comparisons right here. This is what they're looking at. They're comparing uh, this 25% for O that were infected, but a 33% of a normal population was O type. So you'd expect these numbers to be roughly the same. Whereas if we look at A, 32% to 37%, that's not super significant in my mind. So it's suggesting a jump. So if you have A, you could be infected, but if you have O, you have a less chance of being infected. One thing I don't like about statistics is you use the test that gives you the results you want. So this information is way too early 
to go run around and say A type people are going to be infected more. You could run a statistics test that says this is no longer significant. I was just going to go there. Also, if it's an A and O thing, the B group would also not have, would also be carrying those anti-A antibodies. And the B group goes from, it actually increased 24% to 26%. A meta-analysis on the poll data showed that blood group A had a significantly higher risk for COVID-19. That's a very direct statement for this data compared with non-A blood groups, whereas blood group O has significantly lower risk for infectious disease. In addition, the influence of age and gender on the ABO blood group distribution patients with COVID-19 from two hospitals were analyzed and found that age and gender do not have much effect on distribution and that blood group itself has a bigger effect on different distribution. Yeah, so the take home message from this paper is that I am not all for it right now. Yeah, because if it's looking at, you know, higher infection levels are within the same house. So that's more A-type are being infected because the initial person was A-type. So again, we need to look at more data. Again, this data is going to come out. It's available. I don't know how it's available. I don't, I don't, again, I don't do this research particularly, but usually when they're logging all these patients, they're logging the blood type too. So this data will come out, it will persist. And what they're saying here, let's look into why they're saying this. So we talked about other viruses and these antibodies. So we can go into a little bit more detail on this paper now. So here's why they're saying, or why they went down this route. It was also reported that blood group O individuals are less likely to become infected by SARS coronavirus. We could check that source in if we want. Here we investigated it. So this was like their whole point looking at this. This is citation number four. Cheng and Al, I'm pretty sure this is citation four, reported that SARS-CoV infection, so the original SARS infection susceptibility in Hong Kong was differentiated by ABO blood group systems. Uh, they put the four there too. Uh, the authors found that compared with non-O blood group hospital staff, blood group O hospital staff had a lower chance of getting infected. Patrice A. Al found that anti-A antibodies specifically inhibit the adhesion of SARS-CoV S protein, which is a spike protein, expressing cells to ACE2 expressing cell lines. So it's, this suggests that the anti-A antibodies that are floating around in O-type, which should also be a B-type person's blood, actually tag the virus, preventing it from binding to ACE2. And they did this, and I'm guessing these ACE2 expressing cell lines meant petri dish which isn't how it always works in the body. It could be a concentration-dependent um, attachment or inhibition as well. The study is very preliminary, and like I said, I take it with a grain of salt. I'm quite skeptical about it, like some of the things uh, Pteranodon was mentioning. One, there could be a higher familiar interaction. So if the first person infected was A-type and their entire family was A-type, that would put that number of A-type people infected that wouldn't actually match the normal population they checked. Um, and then the other reason was why isn't the B type less susceptible? If they're saying it's the A antigen, so here, the lower susceptibility of blood group O and higher susceptibility of blood group A for COVID-19 could be linked to the presence of natural anti-blood group antibodies, particularly anti-A antibody in the blood. So if they're saying, if they're making a statement that anti-A antibody is the reason for this, B-type people would be carrying the anti-A antibody. However, B-type people, when you're comparing the infected versus natural, were actually a higher percent. However, the O-type were much lower. So it's a much more attractive route to compare A versus O instead of A versus B. And then AB 
would also be an increased susceptibility as well because they don't carry the A type as well. Exactly, Bunny. So this study may have potential clinical implications. Yeah, I can understand the clinical implications in like that reach, but still, it's too early to make those statements. We need more data. It should be emphasized that due to the limitations discussed above, one should be cautious to use the study to guide clinical practice. Think of the issues that could come up to this. So this is saying O-type people are less susceptible to the virus. So they survive because they have this A-type. However, B-type people also have that A-type, but there is no correlation there. That paper did not explain that difference. That's a big no in my mind, not being able to explain that difference. An AB type should be the similar, should be increased compared to A type. Why were they not compared? So I don't know. Um, this is why I wanted to talk about this paper tonight because it is gonna start making headlines as soon as if it does get through the preprint and is actually published. I just was sharing, sharing with you guys. Thought, find out what your blood type is and then Google it. Google your blood type and see how does your blood type affect your immune system and what you can do to build up your immune system. Um, I know for a fact what I do to build up my immune system. I always... Um, eat garlic even though some people say well garlic is not really uh, a, a immune system filler yes it is garlic the ginger root get this you know it's that brown looking funny little plant that you can you see by the lettuce you get you some of that you chop that up it has a little bitter taste to it but once you start eating, eating it and drinking it, and you can make tea out of it with some lemon and honey, there's all kind of things you can do with that ginger wood that help build up your immune system. Start eating more of your vegetables. They say it's good to drink your vegetables and eat your fruit. You know, so you make your smoothies with your favorite. My favorite smoothie I like to use is my spinach, my strawberries, my bananas apples i put some of the gingerbread in it i also have um, my vitamin my liquid vitamins i add to it okay um but i'm really training myself now to be more consistent with a routine in the morning to make sure that i i um, have my shots um see what other uh, supplements that you can add to your diet I know I need um, vitamin D, okay? Um, I also started taking the, the turmeric, and they have uh, my daughter hit me to um, Sam, Sambuco, it's S-A-M-B-U-C-O-L, black elderberry. This is excellent to take at night. I take it at night because for some apparent reason, it puts me to sleep, makes me drowsy. Any medicine I find myself taking, I'm not used to taking medicine. So anything that has to be prescribed, 
I make sure when I take it, I'm at home. Um, like with the vitamins and stuff, I take through the day. Um, I, I guess I could do a segment on vitamins and natural, natural way to obtain your vitamins and your better carotenes through your carrots and your vitamin D and your and your vitamin E through your green veggies. That's your aromaine lettuce. Anything that's dark green is good for you to eat. Really dark green vegetables and and put it in a smoothie and put some apples in it and it'll make it'll give it that sweet taste without you adding sugar. Okay, um, so I'm gonna do an episode on that. I'm not gonna drag on to that because that was about 20 minutes already. So I pray that you guys enjoyed that. Get to know, find out what your blood type is, Google it, and then see what else other what you need to strengthen your immune system according to your blood type. Okay, all right, you guys. I pray that was some good information for you and I'll stay tuned later encourage people to just walk in faith. I believe in faith. I believe in God. I believe in the Bible. I believe in the word of God, but I also believe in common sense. And I want to say something to you, and I want you to hear me real good. When the Bible says that when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days, and Satan said, if thou be the son of God, cast yourself off of this mountain, for it is written that the angels will bear you up. Jesus did not throw himself off the mountain just to see if angels would catch him. And that, that, that's not faith. That's not faith. That's foolishness. To put yourself in a situation where you disregard common sense, disregard it, just to see if God has got you. Please don't do that. I'm, I'm on here talking to you today because I'm concerned and I'm worried and I love you and I'm scared for you. And I'm scared for all of us to the degree that uh, I don't make, I don't live in fear, but I don't make dumb decisions either. I don't live in fear. I'm not pacing the floor in my house, but I don't make foolish decisions. I don't. Not to please anybody, not to hug my grandchildren, uh, not to see my own children for the past six or seven weeks has not been fun. But if I make good decisions right now, I'll get to see them for another 30 years or so. If I make good decisions right now, I'll get to go out to the sun and I'll get to go to the beach and I'll get to go to my favorite restaurants and I'll get to go back to the theaters and I'll get to do all of that the rest of my life if I am careful right now. And I want to say something to you because I know the sun is calling you. <laughs> I know it's calling you. I know it's calling you. I know normal is calling you. I know your friends and your connections and your relatives and and having parties and barbecues in the garage or in, in your backyard and having all your friends over and all of that is calling you. I know it's calling you. But until we see more light, 
I just want to challenge you to be very careful. And I want you to not feel bad and not to feel like that's an indictment against your faith. It absolutely is not. Jesus did not throw himself off the mountain just because it was written that the angels would bear him up. That's, that's, that's not about faith. That's not about faith. Now, yes, people are opening up and having churches and every pastor has to make his own decision about that. And it depends on the church and the style of the church and the size of the congregation and your risk tolerance to be in that environment or get on a plane and be in that environment where recycled air is being recycled around and around and around and again. And sometimes you got to go and I get it. Wearing a mask protects the other people from you, but it doesn't always protect you from what's in the air. Understand that. Uh, I don't want to be a downer. I don't want to be a bummer, but I want to challenge you. I want to challenge young people who sometimes when you're young, you, you think you're invincible. And when you're young, you haven't seen death yet. I've, I've seen dead bodies. I've touched de dead bodies. I've ministered over dead bodies. I've, I've, I've been in the house with dead bodies. I, I, I know what that is. The stench of the dead bodies that were starting to, to decompose in the trailer in New York became so strong that they called the police because the morticians and the people in authority had no place left to put the bodies. We could have, this is not about politics. This is not about politics. Don't let the politicians and the news stations seduce you into making this about politics. This is not about politics. This is not about denominations. This is about human life. And yours is special. And nobody can protect you like you. And sometimes even after all you've done to protect yourself, you still could contract it because we are fighting an enemy we cannot see. Because, because I'm told that the, the, the virus lives on certain services for days. So touching a doorknob or pushing an elevator button, you can, do, you can have on a mask and push a button and accidentally wipe your eye and, and, and contract. And yes, wash your hands and do all the stuff you can. But I'm just saying, don't be silly. Don't get tired. Let us not be weary. In well-doing, we shall reap in due season if we faint not. This is not a decision that your city makes. Yes, they can open up the stores and say we're free to open up, but they can't make us open up. They can, they can say we're free to go, but they can't make you go. You make the decision about you. And I, just, I just felt compelled to talk to you for a few minutes. I miss my friends, I miss my service, I miss hanging out with my family, my siblings. I went to visit my brother and sister the other day and I told them I'm, I'm gonna drop you off some goodies that I fixed for you. I said, I'm gonna open up the back of the truck and get them out and take them in the house. God bless you and we'll talk over the phone. Yeah. I didn't go in the house, I didn't connect. I. I'm tired of talking to people who can't get in the hospital with their sisters and with their mamas. And they're dying alone now, as we speak, in the hospitals. And we have not met the CDC guidelines. And even if we had in all of our cities met the CDC guidelines, you still got to be careful, particularly if you're in a high risk group. 
particularly if you have bad insurance, even with good insurance. I have good insurance. All of my staff has, I got the same insurance that the janitors at my church have. The same insurance goes everywhere. I have the same insurance that they do, and I think it's a good policy. But all that means is that I can get into a good hospital and not necessarily into a clinic. That does not mean that my suffering would be any less, and it doesn't mean that there is any cure. That does not mean that I want to be uh, sitting up on that level of sickness, going through that level of pain. Anything you can do to protect yourself. We'll get to have church again. If you're a church-going person, if you're a club-going person, clubs would still be there. They're going to open back up again. The restaurants are going to open back up. Whatever it is you're into, it's going to be there. There will be beaches. There will be vacations. There will be tomorrow if you're smart. And I just felt compelled to try to tell you, and I'll probably be criticized. There's probably people saying all kinds of obnoxious and ignorant things. That's what happens when you go on social media. That's when you what happens when you have a global, diverse, eclectic audience of people who think all kinds of ways. And I can live with it. You can say whatever you want. It won't, it won't hurt me. It won't hurt me. What would hurt me if I saw danger coming and I didn't warn you, I wouldn't be who I am. And I wanted to talk to you today. And I want I'm just saying, be careful. I'm saying be wise. I'm saying just because you love somebody doesn't mean you can't get the disease from them. I know husbands who got it from their wives. I know husbands and wives who gave it to their children. I know children who gave it to... interrupt that they what they're doing they just saying thank you to all the essential workers and um they got the doctors the grocery workers and stuff like that so that's what's happening with that sorry for that interruption let's skip that gave it to their parents i'm not talking about something i saw on cnn i'm talking about people i know i know so don't don't Tell me that this is not real. I know that's right, because I lost and people that this too. This is not serious. It is serious. Or that this is over. Just because the weather changed and the sun is coming. Right, right. And the sea breeze is blowing. Please hear me. You have to value your life enough to be very careful and make appropriate decisions. And read everything you can read and make those decisions wisely because your children need you. Your family needs you. We need you. 